There was no going back to bed. For sure, I looked at my phone, and then suddenly the mind was wondering. I was just, I was just thinking, thinking about everything, thinking about sports, thinking about what we're going to talk about today. So, Stephen, um, I did, I did what anybody would do in that situation. I read for about two hours. I read about UFOs. People say Mosley's weird. Well, that's true, but there's this magazine article, Stephen, that was talking about how the government over the past 20 years or so, has taken UFOs a lot more seriously than we believed and, like, have, like, secret parts of the government that have studied those very, very closely. And so instead of it being a bunch of cranks that talk about UFOs, unbeknownst to us, there were these secret committees. And, by the way, one of them was, like, a senator. that You remember Senator Reed, Harry Reid? Um, he was way involved in UFOs. Marco Rubio has gotten involved, both sides of the aisle. Kind of what I was doing this morning. I thought, you know, I wonder if our audience would like to talk about UFOs. I know way too much now about these things, and uh, and it was just really fascinating how a woman years and years ago, her na- her last name is Keen, K-E-A-N, comes from a political family. She sort of was able to get through all the people that kind of do this and, you know, wear tinfoil hats, and people took her seriously. And then three, four years ago, she had a big story in the New York Times that w- talked about how the government had truly started taking UFOs a lot more seriously and and can't explain these things and why were these things be, be going faster than the speed of sound but not producing a sonic boom. Steven, I mean, I know you're like, you're probably right borderline, like, what is Mosley talking about? There's got to be at least a part of you that's a little interested in this. Am I right? Especially since you're out by SpaceX. (laughs) It is an intriguing story, and that does sound like, I mean, that's what you're supposed to read at 4 a.m. You're not supposed to just put on Jeopardy or something. You're supposed to really get, dive into it, get into it, either find a a weird infomercial and order a product or uh, read about UFOs. I did go ahead and down a, a pretty uh, kind of what I'd call a heavy pour of NyQuil. And then so the UFO story, I almost finished it and then started to nod off. So then I went back to sleep, but I had PT this morning. Stephen had to be up. So I got a nice little I saw I saw everybody getting up for school, said hello to everybody and then slept from. 7.30, 7.45 to 8.45, and then had to go to physical therapy. All right? So quite a morning, quite a morning. And then, Stephen, I think our listeners will enjoy this. I don't even like calling them listeners. They're our buddies. They're our friends. Appreciate everybody. Y'all text us if you ever want to on the uh, on that CNC collision line, 254-662-1660. Of all days, Stephen, I almost had to laugh. I get a message from the folks at Fox National Sports. And they said, Matt, uh, no, this is late, last-minute notice. Would you Could you host a show tomorrow from 5 a.m. to 9? <laughs> so, Stephen, I'm trying to decide whether I want to take that on or not. <laughs> Just you? Would you have a co-host? Folks in Waco can, you know, if you don't get enough of me during the weekdays, could turn on our Fox affiliate. You hear Stephen and Q on there every single afternoon, three to six, and hear mostly talking who knows what. Maybe some Aaron Rodgers. Probably UFOs. UFOs. Can you imagine 
Oh, man. All right. So, anyway, we'll see how that all goes. But that's going to be uh, – that'll be interesting to see if I try to make that happen. Stephen, to wake up for a 5 a.m. show, I would probably need to get up at about 4 or 4.15. What time should I go to bed tonight? Should I try to go to sleep at, like, 10 o'clock? I mean, that's probably my I best mean, bet, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's probably your best bet. I mean, or okay. even, like, 9, but that's way early, way, way early for you. Or you might just have to do the uh, – to stay up until 9 a.m. And then, and then crash deal. I don't know. Does anybody have a job like this that they have to be up at 3 or 4 in the morning? Um, I know people do. Give me some advice, please, on the CNC collision line, 254-662-1660. Uh, once again, thanks to uh, the uh, uh, Lynx Fellowship. It's a golf organization, a Christian golf organization. I always kind of feel weird saying Christian because, Stephen, I mean, my gosh, as Christ- you and I are Christians, we grew up this way. We grew up Southern Baptist. Um, but I feel like anybody should be able to attend. You know what I mean? Should, I mean, it can be. But it is a Christian golf fellowship uh, organization. Had a great visit with them yesterday, Stephen. And um, I was, uh, was going to share a little bit of my testimony, not on the air today, but yesterday. And then right there on the front row, Stephen, I think I shared this with you yesterday, was my former pastor, when I was a student at Baylor, Charles Dixon, and I thought, oh, my gosh, if I get if I try to get spiritual with Dr. Dixon sitting up here, I mean, who knows? I might he might correct me on some things. So I kind of kept it, Stephen. I kept it, as we like to say, secular, kept it. Maybe I kept it on like Baylor women's ladies basketball, Lady Bears basketball. Stephen, are you getting a sense as you make your way around McGregor and around town? Are are people excited about? Uh, this new head coach, Coach Collin, Nikki Collin. I mean, I know the Baylor coaches seem to be. She's throwing out first pitches. She threw out a softball pitch. Uh, Baylor's got a big. Um, uh, they got a. You know, they they're they've got a home series. I bet she'll be out there throwing out pitches and all that kind of stuff. Stephen, are you? You're kind of a man about town. When you go to McGregor and you bring up, hey, what do you think about the new Baylor women's coach? What sort of reception are you getting? I think people are excited. People were excited after the press conference. Um, you know, most people I've talked to didn't know much about her before she got hired. So I think they were surprised. And I've also talked to some, some season ticket holders in McGregor that are, they're still grieving a little bit. They just, they're, they're, they're going to miss Kim Mulkey, Matt. But I think they're excited about this new chapter as well. You know, I, that fan base, though, showed up the other day. I got to say, a lot of those folks probably were very upset. I understand it. Man, they had a ra- they had a relationship with Kim. They, they, Lady Bears had a great following. But you know what? They showed up because I think in their minds, they wanted to kind of see what this new coach was about. But also, it was a show of support for the current players that are there. And, um, and, and Lord, I, I mean, I just hope Nalissa, Queen, Caitlin, Stephen, who am I missing? Sarah, I, I, I'm hoping all. I'm hoping the players stay with us. I mean, I'm not. I wish them all well. Hannah Gusters, Hannah Gusters, she's she's eating Cajun food right now. She's right there in Baton Rouge with Kim, and they're out like at a crawfish boil as we speak. And and I'm okay with that. You know, she came to Baylor because of Kim and her staff, and so now she decided to go to LSU. That's okay. That's okay. I just hope that we have some players decide to kind of stick around and that kind of thing. And uh, we told you the other day, Baylor uh, men have some tra- – they have like some uh, graduate transfers or, or I don't know what – Kenjo, I don't think he's a graduate transfer. Anyway, he gets to play immediately 
from Arizona, James Akinjo, and then Stephen. They got a guy named Del Bonner. All right, it made it made all people of my ilk uh, and a little bit older think of Melvin Bonner, the Baylor wide receiver. And so JJ Joe, our good friend, other people. Stephen, have you noticed that everybody tries to claim JJ? Well, the, the people that are always trying to have him on their show, they never watched him. They were never there. I was a student with J.J. I was in the stands for all of those. J-Mo and I were there for all of it. And, Stephen, what will happen is J.J. would fake the option pitch, okay? It would be like an option, and then he would drop back. I don't know if Chuck Reedy brought that or whoever was before Chuck because uh, J.J. probably had two or three different offense coordinators. Chuck got there maybe in his second or third year. Uh, Grant brought him in as the offense coordinator from Clemson, where he'd been with Danny Ford. And, but J.J. would drop back. People can act like they saw it, Stephen, but you had to actually – you weren't born. Stephen, you had you joined this probably uh, maybe when J.J. had already left, had graduated. From 92, Baylor. baby, 92. You came into the world as J.J. – Right after JJ had won one of the greatest one of the greatest wins in Baylor history, mm. the defending national champion '91 season, uh, they beat Colorado. But JJ would fake the option; he would drop. Yeah, my back dad used to carry me around and like fake the option pitch to my mom. <laughs> That's right, your dad. I know what he likes to read. He was not faking option pitches. He might have been faking option pitches with like a sci-fi book or something. Um, he was journaling. But, yeah, you're right. He was journaling a little bit. But but uh, he likes sports. Your mom, though, she's the huge Baylor fan in the family. But the, uh, they would fake the option, bounce back, and then hit Bonner about 50 yards down the field. J.J. was was really a nice – I mean, he, he could do it all. And he could run a little bit. He could take a hit. Um, and he he was athletic. He was not – J.J. was not, you know, I don't want to make it out to be like he was Michael Vick or something back there, but J.J. was extremely athletic. He was a good basketball player as well. And then, but he had a, he had a very accurate arm. And I, I would say, Stephen, J.J. Joe continues to be one of the better deep ball throwers in Baylor history. I mean, was he, was he RG3? No. Okay, and he would be the first to admit that. But was he extremely accurate? Yes, he was. All right. So um, lots to talk about today, including Stephen, and we'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, at one forty today, you will hear from Daniel Jeremiah. He is the preeminent draft guru. Now, of course, there's uh, Mel Kiper Jr. and Todd McShay at ESPN. But NFL Network, Daniel Jeremiah replaced the guy who's running the Raiders now, Mike Mayock. Stephen, what does Q think of Mike Mayock and the job he's done there with the Raiders? Do you think Q approves of what he's done, or has it been kind of a meh, kind of a blah since Mike May Mike Mayock used to be the head draft analyst at, at NFL Network, and then he's been replaced by Daniel Jeremiah, who will join us today at 140. So all your Cowboys draft questions will be answered at 140 today. Stephen, what kind of job do you, does Q, like what's the approval rating right now of Mike Mayock with the Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, I would say he's pretty meh on Mayock. He's had some uh, some swings and misses in the first round, but the, the guy that Q's really tired of is he is uh, 
he's not happy with John Gruden. He thinks John Gruden's a little overrated. Hasn't really done anything playoff-wise since getting there to Vegas and, of course, came in with that huge 10-year contract. So, Max ahead of Gruden, but uh, both pretty pretty meh reviews so far. Do you think most Raiders fans think Q lives in Vegas as many podcasts as he does and appearances and all the Raiders stuff that he's involved with? Don't you think most of them think he's right out there in the belly of the beast? Like, I bet they don't. I bet most of the Raiders fans do not know where Q lives. Yeah, he has a lookalike that signs autographs on the strip every weekend. Q pays him a little <laughs> bit to do that, but it's okay. A Q, a Q lookalike. Steven, you said the strip like you've been to Vegas. Have you and your buddies that were involved with uh, – I mean, y'all had some really good organizations. I can't remember if you were involved with the uh, Presbyterian group or you were more of like a, a young life type guy at TCU. But did you and your buddies ever make it to Vegas? I've not been to Vegas, no. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Does, uh, does Fort Hood not have flights there? <laughs> they used to. I'm not sure if they do anymore. I just can't. I just still love the fact that your folks went somewhere and they, they like – where where'd you pick them up, Stephen? Well, they landed on the out there at Fort Hood. They landed on the Air Force Base. Still, I still can't quite understand that. What is that, Stephen? Did American have some flights out of out no, of Colleen? This, this was when they went to Cape Cod. My parents don't fly very often, so they flew to from Colleen to Dallas, and then from Dallas to Boston. But to where do you catch a flight in Colleen? There's a regional airport out there. That's not Waco. You're saying it's Colleen has its own regional yes, airport that has, own that has like American, the small American jets or whatever. Yeah, that takes you to Dallas. It's still, alive. I'm next. I I, I want us to take a field trip out there, Stephen, and just go look at that. If they'll let us out there on that regional airport, they got a they got a the subway there. It's I mean it's you know, there's two levels. I've spent half of my life, or pretty much a lot of my life, in Central Texas, and I've never been to the Colleen Regional Airport. I bet they have a blimpy. I don't. Even, I don't think it's a subway. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a step down from subway. I think you're right. It might be a blimpy. <laughs> that blimpy. That blimpy. Boy, they were. They were. They would not. They were not very liberal with the with the meat. When I'd go get a blimpy on the Baylor campus back in the sub, and then Stephen at one point. Later in my Baylor career, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A came to the campus and right there in the sub, and you could get waffle fries. Boy, dipping that stuff into, you know, that ketchup. Whataburger has good ketchup, and then I think Chick-fil-A does, mainly because I think it's the packaging that does it. When you can peel back it, 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 it McDonald's and other places, you've got you to take those little throwaway things and open them, but the but Whataburger, you peel back the ketchup, and I believe that that's a fresher brand of ketchup. Text us if you agree with me, 254-662-1660. I also like that, Stephen, I, don't, I, I rarely treat myself to this, but some of that cane special sauce. I'll, every once in a while, when I'm you know, oh, that's good driving stuff, around yeah. out there near Hewitt, seems like Cane's is a big Hewitt place. And then what's that other place you love, Stephen? You love to get your chicken strips at that other place where you know somebody. Bushes. What's, What's up, Stevie Flores? You're my guy. Bushes, Bushes chicken, man. Yeah, yeah. I think for a while they were doing some Fletcher's Corny Dogs or something. That may have been Golden Chick. 
Love you, Bushes. Where are you, buddy? Come on back. Come on back, Stevie. All right, Stephen, that's that's all we have for today. Now, hey, 140 today, big-time draft talk with Daniel Jeremiah, the draft guru of all gurus from NFL Network. You want to know how many starters? Stephen, how, how cool is that? How cool is that? He was going to reveal to us exactly how many starters they found, okay, in the draft. That's at 140. Next, the Texas Rangers are kind of a fun team, okay? I, they, they, have, they have my attention. We'll talk some Rangers baseball next. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Just a beautiful Friday on tap. Lots of sunshine today. It's going to be a pretty warm day with highs topping out at 87 degrees. Clear skies tonight. We drop to 64 and partly cloudy skies tomorrow. It's going to be a windy day with a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. One winner will have a chance to win a 0% loan. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Rangers are on a three-game winning streak, beating the Twins 4-3 in a getaway game yesterday. Rangers head home to open a series with the Mariners tonight at Globe Life Field, 7:05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Baylor baseball will be a little short-handed as they get back to action in a home series with K-State because of COVID issues within the team. Baylor K-State game one tonight, first pitch 6:30, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball also in action this weekend as they have a home-and-home with Texas. Game one tonight in Austin, 6.30 first pitch, and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. UMHB got their first American Southwest Conference tournament win since 2014 and move into the winner's bracket, beating Concordia 6-3 yesterday. The tournament continues throughout the weekend. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. That's the way to start an afternoon right there. Your classic rock. Your classic rock hits right here on ESPN Central Texas. Did Terry Tacker just hang up on you? Yeah, I was trying to talk to Terry, uh, one of our star sales reps here at ESPN Central Texas, and he, he had had enough of me. <laughs> no, I think, I think you know, Terry moves about his day. He, he, gets it, he gets what he needs done. Yeah, he's already at the bar. No, <laughs> that's not true. Tacker is uh, Tacker's a guy who he will work right through the 5 o'clock hour, all right? He's not one of these that runs out the door. Now, I could name a few that do. Um, I, I, you know, Stephen, there's a, there's a bar um, in Waco that I'd always heard them talk about, and I had just never gone. And so I finally made it over there yesterday because I needed to have a conversation with the, uh, our lead engineer and station owner, Gary Moss. And I got to say, although I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm an anti-smoking guy, uh, but the, uh, the, the, the little outdoor area at Oakley's, Stephen, is, uh, don't, I know they have some staff meetings over there you're not able to attend, mainly because you're trying to get home to your family. You're not a big bar guy. I'm not either. But Stephen, don't, next time they decide to hold a little meeting there, don't, don't turn your nose up at that. I mean, give it a look. I'm just saying, the little outdoor bar was was uh, was a pleasant surprise to me. So I'm just uh, Stephen. I'm just that's a, that's kind of a public service announcement. People in Waco will know that bar because it used to be called something else. But anyway, it's called Oakley's now, and it's kind of a it's actually kind of a cool little place. All right, Stephen. Um, <laughs> the Rangers just continue. Um, I. I love this, Stephen. Rangers get a big win. Okay, I, I pick up. I like to read the Waco Trib, and for Rangers news and Mavericks news, I take the Dallas Morning News because that's where I, I spent a lot of my career. And so on the front page is a big picture. 
Rangers, this is the morning news, Rangers win 4-3 to three in 10 innings. It says coverage at 3C. And then the, but the big article on the front page, Stephen, is trying to find key to Taveras. <laughs> Why is AAA like the Rangers are on a roll? They just won another four, a series. They keep winning these big states. They beat the they, – they had that one series against Boston. I think they took three out of four. The Twins, they won another series here. Got an afternoon game. And, Stephen, for some reason I'm reading about Leody Tavares. Maybe because it's uh, maybe because yesterday was opening day for minor league baseball? I don't understand. I Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Somebody make the pitch to go down to Round Rock for the weekend? It's very strange. Yeah, so, no, some writer uh, from the morning news has like a wedding in Round Rock this weekend or something. They're down there uh, covering yeah, Evan the Evan Grant, the Rangers beat writer, was in Round Rock. <laughs> Evan Grant. Yeah. For the start of the season. All right. For some reason, these ca- these, these Evan's Rangers, going to that new water park over there. Yeah, the worst thing you could ever do is imagine him in a swimsuit. Okay. Um, Rangers beat the uh, – the, Stephen, I mean, my gosh, have you seen the man? Rangers win 4-3 to three over the Twins in 10. Stephen, this is kind of becoming the cardiac kids a little bit. There's kind of a comeback. There's something going on with them. I'm liking the starting pitching because what I see from started pitching is a lot of strikeouts, a lot of battling. And what I'm liking about this this staff and this entire pitching staff, the bullpen and everybody, is that, you know, it used to be, ah, uh, you go five innings. Ah, it's okay. It's okay. Not a quality start. Yeah. Baseball has changed to the point now, Stephen, where like a guy went three and a third the other day, and it was a great start because he had like eight strikeouts. They were stretching him out a little bit, and he turned it over to the rest of the bullpen. And they did a good job. It's now, Stephen. I would say, I, I think, I think we'll always leave a quality start as you get through six innings and you give up three runs, uh, three earned runs or less. But I think really what is a quality start in today's Major League Baseball is to make it five innings. And I know my old-timers are out there, the people that trained under the under the guise of old Sid Hudson. Wow. The late, great so Sid soft, Hudson. Matt. Soft. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, you sound like Coop. It, why can't these guys go complete games? Because they don't anymore. Because their arms, for whatever reason, don't hold up. Okay? They don't run horses like they used to. Back when Secretariat was doing it in the 1970s. They don't, they don't pitch the same. I'm sorry. You can't just stick a pitcher out there, even in the youth, and, and pitch him throughout a tournament. That's how they ruined arms back in the day. That's how Kerry Wood got his arm ruined. All right? So you, you handle these guys a little differently. But, Stephen, I, there are some players on this team that, that excite me. One of them is this Garcia that you, you've, been, you've been calling him Adolis which may be right. That sounds kind of right to me. All I know is the guy's got some boom in his bat. I mean, he, he, he'll, just, he'll just absolutely um, – I mean, this is really interesting. He'll take the ball out of the park. I think he's got like eight home runs already, seven or eight home runs. He comes out of nowhere. He's like a 30-year-old rookie uh, defector from Cuba by way of – Canada? Where did he go? I think he spent a little time in Japan, actually. Uh, but I like him, and then I've always loved Willie Calhoun. Rangers have never known what to do with him. For some reason, they have 
They have made him jump all these, uh, you know, it's just, it's unfair what they've done to him. Um, and so it's fun to watch him. Gallo hits a home run in the second inning, and then Jonah Heim. Opposite way, knocked, baby. Oppo. The guy's been knocking around about 100. He's not even near the Mendoza line. And then he goes seventh inning. Uh, he, ba- I mean, he barely got it over Buxton out there. Uh, really fine center fielder for the uh, for the Twins. But he, he knocks one out of the park. So all I'm saying is, Stephen, let's keep our eye on this thing. All right, they're almost back to 500. In May so far, they are 5-1, and one, and all the wins have come via late-game rallies. There's a little something to this team where they keep fighting even when they're down two or three runs late. So I, I've got this thing. Steven, I, I mean, I don't I, – I, I, would, I would put this team on even if they, even if they interfered with us. The one o'clock hour. I would just put them right on the air. But I think that's how exciting they are. Let's see when their next day game is, Stephen. That would be next Tuesday, a two forty-five start. If I were Tom Barfield, I'd say, "Hello, hello, win column, hello, win column." Let's put the Rangers on. But I don't think he's going to do that. I, I, I'm just very, very excited about this team. As you can tell, I like Trevino. I like Heim. I like the guy that, that can't hit, but he's real fast, Eli White. So if you ever get him on the base pass, he races around and scores. The problem is he can't get on because he can't hit. But he's apparently the third fastest player in Major League Baseball. And his name is Eli White. And he's not – I mean, he can't hit a lick. Every once in a while, you'll find a player like that. Steven, Rangers traded one of those guys to Oakland a few years ago. You remember who I'm talking about? Unbelievably fast. Yes. Yeah. Man, you're good. You are so good. I liked Craig Gentry. I mean, he was one of us. He walked among us. And he was very, very fast. Now, he could hit better than this guy. Right now, they got this guy, Eli White, who is faster than the wind. I mean, he can get around those bases. But, Stephen, the young man, I mean, I'd have him up there bunning every time. I'd be like uh, Augie Garrido used to be at Texas. I'd just bunt him, just play small ball with him every time he came up. And even if – I mean, Steve, he can run out everything. Like the other night I stood up and applauded when he beat out a, uh, a double play because, I, you know, it was one of the few times I got to see him on base. And then, man, when he gets rolling around base, he is not station to station. Remember how some of these teams used to be station to station? Now, Ron ran us into the ground – Ron Washington would run us into so many outs. Ron loved speed, and he loved – so, anyway, I, I'm just – Stephen, I'll let you talk about this team. I'm just saying I, I am intrigued. Now, if I'm ranking what I'm watching right now, I'm still more apt to watch a Mavs game because of my love for the NBA game. But I find myself at about 8.30 or 8.45 every night – Okay, let's find Bally. Let's find Bally Sports. For me, at 676 on DirecTV. And I get over there, and I hunker down, and I watch some Rangers baseball. This is a fun team, man. They're gritty. They play hard. And uh, the, the comebacks have been a joy to watch. The starting pitching has just been amazing. And Kyle Gibson, in his first start this year, was awful. He gave up f- six runs, got through a third of an inning they had to pull him. 
And since then, he's been lights out. Even Jordan Lyles yesterday, he was struggling. They went yard on him a couple times, but he hung in there um, and, and only gave up three runs, kept him in the game, and then they were eventually able to tie it up. They seem to do really well in extra innings. Um, you know, Willie Calhoun had a base knock yesterday. He's seeing the ball better. They're a ragtag bunch, but they've hung around 500. And I think the biggest thing is anytime it feels like they've, they have gone on a few three or four game losing streaks this year where the, the bats just aren't doing anything. And it, it's like, okay, well, here come the Rangers. And that was the case going into this twin series. I mean, they ha- had some trouble against the Red Sox. Um, I can't remember the series before that, but they weren't playing well. And you thought, well, this this is sort of the breaking point. This is what we thought would happen. And then they go up to Minnesota and win three out of four, including that victory yesterday. And and now they're right back, you know, where they were five or six days ago. So uh, Chris Woodward has this team playing hard. I still have some questions about the pitching holding up, but that's been their strongest and most consistent part of the team this year is that starting rotation. And they, they've kind of cobbled some things together with the bullpen as well. I like it. I like, uh, I, by the way, I used to live at a place called Cobblestone, Stephen. I love the word cobble uh, right there, right there off camp over there by cups, a little bit too close to uh, a little bit too close. That was when I was in at Baylor. I think it was called Cobblestone, a little too close to Vtex. I, I was uh, I was always tempted to get over there and get one of those gut packs. Now I go with the baby gut, all right, the baby gut pack, and it doesn't it doesn't load me down as much. Steven, you feel you think Stretch could take down a gut pack? You feel like if uh, you think Glenn Stretch Smith a gut pack is something he could handle up on? I, I think he could handle that. Yeah, I feel like we he'd don't be do, okay. We don't do road shows with with Stretch with Glenn Stretch Smith three to four. Because he just intimidates people. People are scared to approach him. He's six seven. I mean, he's a teddy bear of a of a man, but he's a monstrous guy. He's just a huge man. All right, Rangers are now sixteen and seventeen. That puts them basically almost right there with the Astros. I get I get the biggest kick out of this, Stephen, seeing stats like this. The Astros by far, the Astros by far have the best run differential in the AOS at a plus twenty eight. All right. Plus 28, that's good. You see that and you're like, all right, Astros must be leading the division. Astros are barely ahead of the Rangers and are two games out of first. Oakland's sitting up there at 19 and 14 with a minus 13 run differential. I mean, that that's, I mean, Stephen, that's, that's weird. That's weird when you're up there and your run differential is minus 13 and you're five games ahead of 500. What does that say? Well, you're winning a lot of close games. Mm-hmm. When you get beat, you get blown out. Blown I mean, there's out, right. a lot to that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to tell you, I wanted to update you on one other thing. Run differential. I want you to guess the run differential right now for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, minus 35. Minus 68. Oh, God. <laughs> A.J. Hinch has got to get back to cheating, man. This is not working for him. Yeah, I was going to look and see anybody's close to that. My Pirates, who are playing today, the game's already started against the Cubs. Uh, fortunately, they're in a horrible division right now, so they're only four games back. But uh, my Pirates are minus 29, minus 29 in run differential. All right, we want to give you an opportunity to uh, hear. This is really going to be fun. Uh, this is the big-time voice when it comes to the draft for the NFL Network, 
Daniel Jeremiah joins us next. Music Fest is happening on May 7th through the 9th at Waco's Extra Co Event Center. Don't miss the one hot music fest on Saturday night featuring chart topping artist Parker McCollum, along with Flatland Cavalry. Come on out and enjoy Texas' best musicians. VIP and general admission tickets are on sale now. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit extracoeventcenter.com today. I can't breathe, baby, I'm dying. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry. Trial lawyers with over 100 years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. If you need a lawyer that has exceptional experience and provides extraordinary results for clients, call them in Waco, 254-651-3690. Again, that's 254-651-3690. You can also visit the website and learn more about the firm at www.swclaw.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a question. If you had a very good friend with very bad breath and everyone knew it except him, wouldn't you tell him? I believe you would because it's part of the bro code. So now this same friend is driving a truck around town without a stitch of accessories. I mean, no step bars, no bed cover, no grill guard, totally naked. And he's unaware how embarrassing it is. Don't you owe it to him, bro to bro, to tell him he's driving around a new truck? The Pickup Outfitters, we think you do. And we're asking you to join the cause to end truck nudity in Central Texas, one bro at a time. So grab your buddy, ask him to get a beer with you, and break the news to him gently. Then show him all the possibilities for his truck on the Pickup Outfitters website. You can even bring him to Pickup Outfitters. As our thanks to your commitment to your bro, we'll even take the price of the beer off the ticket. Unless, of course, it's a light beer. Pickup Outfitters of Waco, we're here to help you and your bro. On the web at createacommotion.com. We first opened the doors of Jeff Hunter Toyota in 1990 and have become the premier Toyota dealership in Waco. We offer a full selection of new Toyota models, have a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. There's a state-of-the-art service and body shop with factory-trained technicians and a full-line parts department. Stop by and see Kyle Tomlinson or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Rangers are on a three-game winning streak, beating the Twins 4-3 in a getaway game yesterday. Rangers head home to open a series with the Mariners tonight at Globe Life Field, 7:05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Baylor baseball will be a little short-handed as they get back to action in a home series with K-State because of COVID issues within the team. Baylor K-State game one tonight, first pitch 6:30, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball also in action this weekend as they have a home-and-home with Texas. Game one tonight in Austin, 6.30 first pitch, and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. UMHB got their first American Southwest Conference tournament win since 2014 and move into the winner's bracket, beating Concordia 6-3 yesterday. The tournament continues throughout the weekend. SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. It is Mosley and Simcox. And uh, we are excited to be with you today. Friday, heading into a big weekend. Baylor Athletics, women's tennis, a lot going on there. Men's tennis, number one in the country, number two seed. Didn't really understand that one. But uh, big time stuff going out at the Herd Tennis Center. That's a great complex out there. It looks nice. And, uh, obviously, the baseball team hosting K-State. So, this will be a great time uh, to uh, to get a sweep. How about a sweep? Let's get greedy. Let's have a big sweep out there uh, at the Baylor Ballpark. Okay, Stephen, this is a uh, – this is a uh, – we're, we're honored to have the following guest. And uh, this is probably the preeminent draft guru in the country. And you heard him throughout the draft. If you watched NFL Network's coverage – his name is Daniel Jeremiah. Here is our interview with him. Hey, it's Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Daniel Jeremiah joining us, and uh, boy, the week after. Daniel, great job on the NFL Network. You can follow him at Move the Sticks on Twitter. Um, is it just like a major, like, you know, kind of like, you know, we used to have those spiritual highs. You and I kind of grew up the same way <laughs> at youth camp, and then kind of you kind of go back down to earth the following week. What's the what's the week after the draft for you? Are you still kind of are you, are you able to relax a little bit other than talking to me? Well, we we call the mountaintop highs out here, you know, because all those all those uh, uh, youth camps were always up in the mountains. So you go up there, and then you got to come back down the mountain. Everything's got to kind of slow back down, but. No, I, I've got one more day of shows, dude. So I've got Thursday. That is today, apparently, when I woke up. I believe that's correct. And then uh, I'm a free man. I'm a free man starting tomorrow. So uh, I'm looking forward to just looking at box scores and following baseball for a little bit. Yeah, you deserve that. And uh, you can uh, you can you can go see your beloved Padres. By the way, on Thursday nights when we made all our decisions – at those youth camps. Yeah. And then I don't know about your youth group, but we got to go, our youth group, we would go like with eight or nine other youth groups. And that was great mm-hmm. to meet other people. And, and it would turn into sort of a dating type deal more than, more than a <laughs> fellowship. Maybe we approached it differently. Well, well, there was, and there was always, there was always somebody that overshared and then regretted it. <laughs> um, you, you know, I'm talking about. 
Yeah, and that's why I'm not in any accountability groups. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to avoid those as much as possible because because people do share a lot. All right, Daniel. Um, I I gotta I want to start with the Cowboys, and just overall. I, I, you know, the grades, oh, people get mad. Oh, they're grading this, grading that. But that's what we've, we've been doing this for years, so I don't think it's the biggest thing in the world. I, I got to say, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously the defensive thing was unbelievable. Six straight defensive players. They hadn't done that since 1982. Not to put you on the spot because there's 11 different players, but, like, what's a – when you look at this group that they got, what what's like a, a a reasonable amount of players that will make this team, knowing that the Cowboys are already saying we desperately need these guys to make it because we put so much money on the offensive side, so we need a ton of these guys to hit. When, when you kind of look at that collective group that the Cowboys brought in, did you feel like they had a really good draft in, in terms of that? I think they've got a chance to come away with four starters. So that's a good draft, man. Um, you know, there's there was some character concerns on Kelvin Joseph, so that was maybe a little bit of a surprise they took him in the second round, but he's incredibly talented. Um, so you've you've got a starter there. Obviously Michael Parsons is gonna be a starter. He's a he's a freaky talent. Odigazua was one of my favorite picks that they had out of UCLA because Anytime you get a guy who's a little bit short but has really long arms and then is explosive, then you, you have leverage naturally because of your size. And then most guys that have that leverage, they're like, oh, but they're not long because they're short. Well, he's got really long arms. So he has length and leverage, which is a great combination inside. He's got a wrestling background, which I love. Um, so I thought he was a really good pick. I thought Chauncey Golson is kind of an upside guy who's got some inside-outside versatility. Uh, another guy who's really, really long. Uh, Nashawn Wright was a little bit early for me. I, you know, I wasn't quite as high on him. So, you know, anything you get with him is, is gravy, in my opinion. And I think Jabril Cox is a chance to be a really good starter. So, um, those five guys, I think you got a chance to get four starters out of that bunch. And then a couple flyers later on in the draft and the big nose tackle from Kentucky and the, and the DB that's, uh, that's long and rangy from, uh, from South Carolina. What, what about that, um, that guy Ball, the big six, seven, yeah. Uh, offensive tackle transfer to Marshall. I mean, that's some – when you talk about character risk, some of those incidents and, and when you read about that stuff – and I love the Cowboys, by the way. They're always like, oh, we did our homework. And I'll tell you what the Cowboys' homework usually consists of. They found some of the guys' junior high buddies, and the junior high buddies said, yeah, he's a pretty good guy. And, and, and that's kind of what they've done in the past. But you know a little bit about that scene. Is that – is from a – from just a player standpoint, okay, take all – it's hard to take yeah. all that out. Is would, would that guy have been like a top – like a day one, day two type player? I guess he did end up going day two. Now, or actually, I guess he was fourth three, round. Yeah. 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 No, I thought he was – I thought he was kind of that developmental uh, tackle, which usually is the fourth round. Um, he's really, really athletic. I mean, this kid can bend and redirect and, and do all those things. He was just in, inconsistent when you watched him. Some concentration lapses that showed up. Um, and then you've got to go through all the stuff with the, you know, as you mentioned, the FSU stuff. So um, I ended up having him as my 161st player, kind of all things considered. Um, and what did he end up going? He was 138. So, you know, it was about, to me, I think that was a, 
you know, about the range that he would have gone. And if he was totally clean, there was no issues off the field, maybe he maybe he goes around earlier. But usually these developmental tackles, that's what they are, the third, fourth-round guys. All right, uh, Daniel Jeremiah joining us. And I have to say, Daniel, I went back through all the different broadcasts. I even checked out ABC for a little bit. I do like that y'all – there's a laid-back vibe. Obviously, you take your, your, your business very seriously. But like Rich, like you'll have some pop culture references. I, I think one thing that you guys have all learned, and you always knew this, but one thing I noticed that it used to be day three, they would do a bunch of interviews and interview all the coaches and kind of the picks would all go by and you try to play catch-up. Do you kind of sense that, Y'all have learned, or maybe the networks have learned, that the fans actually want to keep hearing about all these players? Yeah, I would say what they've done and we did this year was, whereas maybe we would have 10 to 12 interviews on uh, on day three, I think we, we've realized let's just have three or four of, like, the pertinent teams. Uh, you know, we had Urban Meyer on coming off his first draft, having the first overall pick. We had Mayock on just because, obviously, the relationship there, and they had an interesting draft. Um, we had Bruce Arians on because they just come off of the Super Bowl. So it was kind of focusing on just a few of those teams, which left us more space to be able to cover some more of these kids. And, you know, a lot of times what happens is you'll see a board as we get towards the sixth and seventh round, and they'll come to me and say, okay, we're going to look at these last five picks. You know, we can't talk. We can't show the tape on all five of them, even though we have tape on all five of them. Can you – and you just give me one that, that really intrigues you so that I'll get to get one of those five kids. But at least that's you're, you're keeping track with them, seeing them there, and then I can do a little bit of a deeper dive on, on, on some of them instead of just watching them all kind of come up on the board and move on. All right, and I'm, I'm looking at move, at move the Sticks right now. Daniel Jeremiah, you've had that same handle for going on like 10 years or so now, maybe t- 12 years. Uh, there you it's are. Been good to me mostly. What's that? It's been good to me. Oh, I love it. I like that you stuck with it. And, and uh, I mean, even when you were kind of coming up in the media business, that's how you started, and you stuck with it now that you've blown up. Um, I like that Padres camouflage you had on the other night. I'm looking at your like Twitter that. right now. That was now. last night. Oh, yeah, okay. Night. They came and they brought that to me. They, uh, their director of fan engagement, came, I tweeted out that I was going to the game, so he, he got a hold of me, found me. and. Wow. Uh, he brought, brought me that sweet camo jersey. Yeah. I saw my brother-in-law there. I mean, there's no better uniform right now than what the Padres have. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Is it ever not a beautiful night at Petco Park? I mean, it seems like kind of redundant. Uh, I've heard I've heard that it rained once, but I have yet to see it. <laughs> All right. Um, let me look at my time here. I want to be very respectful of you, as always. Um, i got to ask a Baylor question, of course, my alma yeah. mater. Uh, first of all, we won a national title. You may have been too deep in film uh, to notice. I've, but, I've, I've heard, so I've yeah, heard. I hope you were rooting for us over the Zags. You, you've got some Baptist leanings, so I hope that maybe you were leaning our way <laughs> in that ball game. Um, William Bradley King. We had to wait yes, until sir. the seventh round. The Washington Football Team. They steal him. That, that's the way I'm phrasing this. Um, I, I went to his pro day. You would have been proud of me. I was in the middle of it. I was kind nice. of directing Good traffic shouting. there. Um, he didn't run real well, but I don't think we expected him to. Is that a guy that might be able to stick? I mean, is there are there some things you like about William Bradley King? He was my 179th player. Um, he did beat up on Cosme from Texas when you watch that tape. 
he's a little bit he's a little bit tight. You know, he's not the most athletic guy, but he plays really hard, and he's another one who's played on both sides. He can play inside a little bit. I thought he had really good, you know, football instincts and, and intelligence. You know, what would you expect from Baylor? But somebody highly intelligent. I don't know what happened to you, but uh, <laughs> that was that was my uh, that was my takeaway on him. Okay, good, good. Yes, um, it is very kind of the Ivy League of the. Of of the South, we call it. Um, real well, quick, you know my daughter mostly. You know my. I, I don't know if I told you, you. know my daughter goes to Dallas Baptist, so I've got I've got blood in Texas now. Uh, DBU, yeah, yeah. I know. I got I got people that are there in development. Boy, they'll take. Now that you're making those huge bucks, don't, don't, I'll put don't you. Give them my name. I'll put you don't in touch them with them. Name. Yeah. No, I love D, <laughs> DBU's a nice and boy, that baseball program is monster. Great. I mean. They, I go to that's great. I go to that banquet every year. One quick, I, I've got an associate here who, uh, my producer, big time Horn Frog, but I don't know if he's going to ask you about that real quick. Uh, Stephen Simcox, you're on with with Daniel Jeremiah. Yeah, Daniel, a TCU guy. I, I was surprised he fell out of the draft completely. Was our Darius Washington the safety? Uh, yeah. I, I know Mary ended up going in round two, but do, did you get any feel for what happened with Washington and the evaluation process that that pushed him down the board? Yeah, 176 pounds, four six one. That's what killed him. I mean, just it's a uh, it, it's hard it's hard to be undersized. You, you still got a fighting chance, but when you're undersized and slow, um, that's tough. So he, I think he's going to be. I think he played with great energy. He's a little playmaker. I think he's going to be a really good special teamer. Um, but I think that was that was kind of the death knell. All right. Hey, listen. Thank you. If you had to choose which, between Stephen Curtis Chapman, Wayne Watson. Michael English pre-controversy or yeah. Larnell Harris, and I'll throw in Amy Grant, what route yeah. would you go? My horses are saddled up, brother. <laughs> go West, young man. All right, Daniel, thank you. Always fun to visit with you. I, the, four, the four people that got that really had a good chuckle. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> it's a very limited audience, but they do enjoy it. The CCM audience. And there he goes, Daniel Jeremiah, joining the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. DJ, big uh, Michael W. Smith fan. Who knew? Um, hope you, you jotted that down. And also some good draft notes. William Bradley King, as Matt said, he's going to be in camp with the Washington football team. Thinks the Cowboys have four starters, potentially four starters that they drafted, uh, which I feel like if you come out with four starters out of those 11 guys, pretty good, especially since they reached a lot on day two on that Friday night. We'll uh, sign off for now. We'll be back Monday talking everything local, Cowboys, Baylor, and more. This is the Matt Mosley Show. JMO coming up next. This is ESPN Central Texas.